This is Dead British. One brave improviser has no idea which character from history they're about to play, but thankfully our interviewer knows everything about them. Hello, I'm Hannah Platts, and every episode we use a temporal quantum disruptor to bring back a character from British history. Due to that process, some or all of our historical characters' memories may have been affected. So, although I know who I'm about to talk to, they don't. So, finding out who they are at the same time you do, they're British, they were dead. Please welcome, it's John Logie Baird! Oh, hello! John, of course you are known as the father of television. Yes. And invented the first working electromechanical television system in the 1920s. You were one of Scotland's greatest inventors and he's joined us here today. John, welcome to the show. Hello, nice to, nice to be here. <laughs> Lovely. Now, John, I think it's safe to say that we can call you a born inventor. Yes, that's right. I was inventing things my whole life. From the moment I could conceive of an idea, I wanted to make that thing. I wanted to make them all. Mm, mm, excellent. And I know that as a child, you did set up your own telephone exchange yes, in your right. bedroom and the ones of your friends so that you could communicate yes, with that's each right. other. Yes, we'd all go under our duvets and talk to each other and we would tell each other secrets. Well, what kind of secrets would you tell? Well, all sorts of things. I mean, what does an eight-year-old have to have secrets about, really. Mm. You know, where if you stole a lollipop. <gasps> Did you some... steal a lollipop? Yes, all the time. Gosh. I was a kleptomaniac. <laughs> I was always stealing things. And I think, in a way, that's what an inventor is. You steal things from the ether and bring them into the world. So, in, in your opinion, reality is like a tuck shop? Yes. And you, it's you... an all-you-can-eat buffet. And the ideas are the lollipops. That's right. You're so good at the... You, are you an inventor? I, I'm not, actually. I'm just... I, it's probably just radiating off you, the, uh, the inventor vibe. Here's a tip. Oh, please Try do. inventing something. See how it goes. Gosh. Just, just say something that doesn't exist. Uh, a spoon hat. There we go! That's your first invention! <laughs> I did it! Spo right here! You're so inspirational, John. I know, I know. I broadcast it. As well as emanating things, you have also received things in your life. Um, I, I heard about a, a hilarious incident where you, you gave yourself a thousand volt electric shock. Yes! And then caused your landlady to ask you to leave. Yes. I don't remember anything about that. No. <laughs> no. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, uh, so I remember. Mm. Uh, I remember... <laughs> I remember mucking around with some electrical equipment. Right. As one does when as one's one does. an inventor. Mm. And then suddenly, blackout, I come to, I'm two rooms away, and between me and the room I used to be in were a, ho a hole shaped as me. So of two of those. So I've been blown through two walls. And that, of course, was the foundation of the popular game show Hole in the Wall. Absolutely, yes. Another yeah. thing you invented. Well, this is the thing. I can't, even when I'm unconscious, mm. I'm still inventing. It's just like a, a natural compulsion that comes to you. I have no off switch, Hannah. <laughs> That's the thing, which is why when I eventually did invent the TV, mm. one of the first things I did was give it an off switch. Mm. So it was different to me. Yeah. Because it's very hard to be on the whole you time. You must be very tired. Yes, absolutely. I'm yes. very tired. Yes. So um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the first television picture that you, you transmitted. Absolutely. What, um, I, what I transmitted. You chose... Well, yes. But, oh. What did I choose? Did you? I'll tell you what I chose. Please. A picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. And 
it was it was quite um, an avant-garde choice. Yes. Uh, uh, because inside the picnic basket was in fact the head of a ventriloquist dummy. Yes, that's right. Yes. What a weird thing to eat. I was going to ask you. But I made it out of a honeydew lemon. The ventri- uh, yes, it was all edible. What were the eyes made of? Strawberries. Lovely. Yes, and then the moustache was a bit of cabbage, and then the mouth was a lovely frankfurter. <laughs> Sounds delicious. It was. It was uh, it's a strange flavour combination, but again, I invented it. Mm. Uh, you, you are like an inventor of flavour as <laughs> well a, as... I'm an inventor of everything. Machines yes. and ideas, yes. Mm. Interesting, so... Um, how was that received by by the public? This image of a picnic basket with the head of a ventriloquist dummy made out of various foods. Right, and then of course I was underneath the table and I had to cut a hole in the table and then I puppeted the ventriloquist puppet. It came out of the picnic basket and it was like, "Hello, children <laughs> of the world, I am your future." And that did not go down well. No. <laughs> No, there was, there was a petition sent to Parliament about mm. that mm. Um, to get it removed from, from everybody's minds. Yes, yes. In fact, that went through. Yes. And ev- it was wiped at the time. Completely yes. wiped. I had to invent the little mind-wiping device. Another great Another invention. Another great invention. But now, you know, it seems to be a, a public record, so it must have not lasted. No, I mean, unless it did and we just don't know about it. Yes, who knows what else I did that we've just wiped from or collective memories. (laughs) 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 Mm. So, (laughs) some of your inventions were slightly less successful. Yes. Um, I'm thinking particularly about the pneumatic shoes. Yes. Sometimes, when you're walking down the road, mm. you need, you know, you, you see uh, people at work and they are, they are digging holes in the ground. Yes. I was thinking, that takes two people, right? The person who's walking down the road and the person who is digging in the ground. Right, what? so it's well, labour intensive. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Put your hands together. Couldn't that person who's walking also be doing the work of the man <laughs> digging the hole? Well, yes, of course. But you need your hands for other things. To wave at passers-by or manipulate a honeydew melon puppet that you're using. <laughs> Which we're often doing, yeah. Which we're often doing. Yeah. So, wouldn't it be a way if you could automate the process right. of digging pneumatically? And so, what I did was attach to my shoes big drills. Right. And um, I'm, how, how did that go in practice? Well, not well, Hannah. No. No. And I tell you why. Because uh, if I go back to my example that I was saying about yes. walking along the road, yes. the person who's digging a hole, mm. he stays in one space and yes. goes downwards. Whereas the person with the pneumatic shoe is essentially just digging a lot of one foot holes like along the street. <laughs> just causing a, a lot trench, of damage. Really. Yeah, really. It's, yeah. Not, it's not helpful. Yeah, more of a shallow trench. I invented really something you... that wasn't helpful. Also, you did try to uh, create diamonds out of graphite. Yes. That feels like an old alchemical mystery, but in fact, you dedicated quite a lot of time to that. Yeah, I really thought it was possible. Right. Just think about it. Who are poor artists? Yes. But artists have pencils. If we could make everyone with a pencil a diamond-owning millionaire, then we could turn society on its head. Suddenly, art would be the best thing, the biggest thing. And so I decided to devote all my time to it. But it turned out, after 30 years of study, it just wasn't possible and it was a stupid idea. (laughs) 
now, what I really want to delve into is, of course, the thing you're most famous for. Yes. The invention of the television. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so your prototype television, mm -hmm. I'm told, utilised um, various household objects. Well, my very first one mm. utilised a window. Right. And me behind the window <laughs> talking. <laughs> That was the very first one. Right. And that was effective or? Yes, it was very effective. Yes. But the problem was that you had to be there in my house. Right. To watch it. So it was more like a kind of punch and I mean, it was, show it was a window. It was yeah. Essentially, it was a window. Yeah. Yeah. But that sparked on to, to create your next prototype, yeah. which used uh, old hat boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Old hat boxes. Yeah. Um, light bulbs. Yeah. Uh, spaghetti. Nice. Uh, a banjo. Yes. Uh, licorice all sorts. Mm. Yeah. And also, um, I harnessed the power of the sun. <laughs> and that's a really... I'm not a scientist, John, no. but I think that's a very tricky thing to do. Yes, it is. It's very tricky. And, and how did you achieve that? Was that with a series of Casio calculators with the little panels on? Yes, right. That's where yeah. I started with the Casio calculators. Yes. Uh, and then I, I set them all up outside, networked them together, harnessed the power of the sun and sent it all like lickety split into that hat box, which then promptly exploded, <laughs> sending spaghetti everywhere. I am... But, but Hannah, super entertaining, right? Which is what I wanted from yes. the television. It was very entertaining. Yes, and, and that is the, the premier um, use of the television, is entertainment. Oh, I thought cooking spaghetti. No, that, that's, that's a microwave. That, that is a Which microwave. looks like a television. Now, <laughs> don't get me into this. The okay. inventor of the microwave, I think, stole my design really? idea. Yes. You're going on record now to say yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I think they did. Yeah. They stole it. They saw my idea box with a fun thing inside it and they yes. were like i'm gonna do that too yes no i hate them because um one of the first things on the television was your series of adverts about how much you hate microwaves yes. and i think we can see a little bit of that just now hello i imagine you've got a microwave that must be terribly terribly useful well let's take a look at a few things that the microwave can do Oh no, it's exploded. That must be dangerous in my home. I'll get rid of my microwave and buy myself a television. Hello, I'm John Logie Bear, and I made this advert to tell people about the dangers of microwaves. <laughs> microwaves are awful. Anyone who has one is an idiot. Have you got one? You're an idiot. <laughs> Look, if you must have pictures of, of, of food rotating on a small screen, then just buy a TV and then, and then like, switch the channel to the Food Network. It's so easy. Stop buying microwaves. You're all awful. There, I said it. Brought to you by Bird's Eye Fish Fingers. <laughs> And I guess that is the thing about inventing television, is that you can decide what to broadcast for yourself. For many, many years, I was the only one making TV programmes, and mm. the reason for that was no one else had ever seen a TV. <laughs> so I, I had all the TVs, and I, I just did all the programming, essentially. Yeah. I did the news. <laughs> I did a travel programme. Oh, I think we can see a bit of that now. Hello, and welcome to John Logie Baird's Travel Channel. Here he goes, getting out of bed. There he is, he's left, left the bedroom. Great, and now he's walking down the stairs. Here he is, he's in the kitchen. That's how far John has traveled. <laughs> Let's go to the weather. 
so there is something else I wanted to touch on, John, of which course. is um, uh, when you were asked to speak to the editor of the Daily Express about your invention yes. in around uh, about 1925, mm. um, and the editor went on record um, thinking that you were insane. Yes. Yeah, uh, his exact words were, watch him, he might have a razor on him. I just wondered if you could expand on that, how that came about, and, uh, you know, what situation arose in, w in which... Well, perhaps. I mean, firstly, it's fair to say he was a terrible man, but right. I will give him his due. It's very important to do that. I did have a razor on me. <laughs> in fact, I had over a hundred razors secreted about my person with my newest invention, Razor Be Gone. Right, Razor Be Gone. Yes, which allows me to disappear razors around my person. Uh, for instance, how many razors do you think I have on me right now? Oh, I hope it's none. No, that is incorrect, <laughs> Hannah. I have many, many razors. Razors everywhere. Razors in the cuff of my jacket. Oh, gosh. Razors in my cravat. Razors in my toupee. Razors in my trousers. Razors coming out of my shoes. I have razors everywhere. And that's why I think he thought that I may have a razor on me. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Um, I, I think it's very important to uh, to do that. Um, how how have you found this invention, this this razor be gone invention? How have you found uh, living in this this suit made of very sharp sharp objects? Well, I'm very clean shaven. Yes, I did notice that. First thing I noticed about you was, gosh, he's clean shaven. Yes, and I I mean sometimes you don't think inventions through. So. Mm. <laughs> So my first idea is, wouldn't it be a great idea if I could hide a lot of razors about my person? And then the next question is obviously, I mean, you're an interviewer, and the next question would be, why? Why have so many razors? That's exactly what I was about yeah. to say. It turns out there's, there's no point to it. There's no <laughs> point at all to it, really. Right. Right. Um, so this is one of those inventions that perhaps I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done. It's more of a it's more of a comment on on perhaps maybe society it's or yeah maybe it's one of those inventions that moves away from utility yes and towards just futility futility yes and that is art isn't it gosh I think maybe that is art yes maybe I'm an artist as well as an inventor maybe that's why you spent so long trying to make diamond pencils maybe. Maybe. Gosh. Gosh, you are a great interviewer. You're <laughs> actually making me realise things about me, and I am me. Oh, well, thanks, everyone, for coming to art class. Uh, John, lovely to see you here for your first week. Um, so, yeah, we're just uh, drawing our life model here. You've got your paper. You've got your pencils. Oh, good. John, I see you brought your own your own pencil. Oh, it's, uh, it seems to be cutting through your, your paper there. Yes, and this paper is made of glass. This is um, this is extraordinary. I I don't know how you're going to get the outline of our model with your oh, diamond no, it's, pencil. It's, it's very easy, very easy. I'll just extend my oh, I've just shot a razor blade through your model. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, why do you keep letting you back into this glass? <laughs> He's very good. I think it's time to meet Mr. Melonhead. Oh, I'm so sorry about your face. He's psychotic. I think it's gone off. What, the melon or his brain? Both. You never actually graduated from college. No. Um, as your study was interrupted by a little thing we like to call World War One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, how did you feel about that? Because you were deemed unfit for active duty. 
That's right. Yes. Yes. I was deemed incredibly unfit. Uh, I don't know how you you, 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 you go and have a, a medical exam before you're called up mm. and they, they test your brain and they test your body. Mm. And uh, it, it turns out that neither of those things were quite up to scratch. I do think we have some archive material about that. Excellent. Well, hello there. Hello. Thank you so much uh, for coming in for your medical. Um, I'm afraid, we, I don't know if we can send it to war. You appear to have a melon instead of a head, sir. Oh, yeah, no, um, that's just one of my inventions. It's not actually uh, my head. I mean, it's where your head should be. Right, yes. Uh, I just got it stuck on there this morning. Oh, I see. So you do want to go to war. So if, 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 I, if you do believe I have a melon for a head, I won't have to go to war. Yes, correct. Then yes, I have a melon as a head. <laughs> okay, yep, sorry, can't go to war. Mm, sorry about that. I guess I'll just go and invent a bunch of stuff. Would you like me to invent something for you? Yes, please. What Where, you... Where's my lollipop gone? You haven't seen my lollipop anywhere, have you? No. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you going to invent for me? Well, uh, what are your interests? What are my interests? War? Okay, I'll invent this. It's a gun which never misses. Well, that's incredibly useful. Yes, right? But it always hits you. Ah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you told me that before I tried it. Okay, but it's still yours. It's a present. Thank you so much. Here are the blueprints. I love it. Thank you. Uh, I've, I've had a lovely time. I don't know why people say war is so bad. It's excellent. <laughs> okay, Mr. Melonhead, goodbye! Goodbye! And of course, that gave me the idea for a, uh, for Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> By a circuitous route. Yes, of course, uh, which you, you actually put out on television uh, yourself yes. in, the, in your uh, later years. I mean, you'll know this, Hannah, but I invented all television series. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I've got mm. written down here. Yes, yes every single every one. Every single one. Yes. Yes. Succession. Cheers. That's one of my... Yes, yes. cheers. Those two... That's two <laughs> that's examples two. of TV series. Yeah, uh, every, which you invented. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Also, the spin-off, Frasier. <gasps> Good Lord, all the seasons of it? Yes. That's incredible. Except season seven. <laughs> that was Edison. <laughs> it's got his hand all over it. It has, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, uh, credit where it's due, it was a good season. Yeah, yeah. Give him credit, give him credit. Yeah. There was a brief period um, after the war, around about 1919-ish, uh, where you briefly lived in Trinidad. While you were there, you um, had a bit of an unusual venture, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you tried to set up a factory. I did, a factory. Selling jam. Jam, yes. Conserve. Here's the thing about jam. Please tell me. <laughs> jam is amazing. It's really good. All you have to do is get some fruit and then push it all down into a jar and then it's done. Jam. It's amazing. You can do it for, with so many things. Right now, sir, why you come hardly way to Trinidad? Well, I'm going to make some jam. Where is it's the best place to make jam, isn't it? Who did I tell you that, that you make jam in Trinidad? We here make rum. We well, got sugar cane, and we make rum. Well, you don't want me to come here and make rum too, do you? Because my rum will be better than your rum, because I'm an inventor. Just off the top of my head, rum with uh, orange in it. There we go. I made it better already. <laughs> that was just off the top of my head. Uh, rum that can make you fly. 
Uh, rum, rum, baby, rum. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here, man. I'm just saying I could run you out of business, so you should be. Ri you should thank your lucky stars, frankly, that I'm making jam, not rum. I'm Why are you going to make jam with coconut? Yes, coconut jam. The okay. best kind of jam. Now this me I got to see. And did you have much success with coconut jam? Not at all, Harry. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just another one of your your many many uh, I've had so many adventures. You've had so many, know. and yeah. you had a modicum of success uh, with your your thermal socks business. That's true. Yeah. Tell yes. us all about that because my feet are cold. Well, essentially, pneumatic shoes. You need thermal socks. Right. Because Cushioning. Yeah, but well, you're shaking. Your mm. feet are shaking so mm. much that you're missing your circulation. And so you need thermal socks in order mm. to warm up your tootsies. Mm. Mm. And, and you took personal responsibility for the marketing of those socks, didn't you? I did. Mm. Because who's a better thought meister <laughs> than me? <laughs> no one. That is what they call you as yeah. well, isn't it? John the Thoughtmeister thought Logie Baird. Yeah. Yes. And uh, they had a whole marketing department, yes. and they were going to, you know, they were going to, they were going to mail outs. They were going to get me to talk on the television mm. about it. Mm. They were going to get me to do speaker tours. Yeah, you liked like to do in-store appearances, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. But I thought, no, no, I have a different way of doing it. Gosh. What happens if I write thermal socks on bits of paper? Yes. And then hide them on people as they walk down the street. <gasps> So that when they get undressed in the evening, the bit of paper falls out onto the floor and they're like, oh, thermal socks. I'll buy some of them. That is genius. It's guerrilla marketing. As we know, the ultimate celebration of anyone's life is when their life is made into musical theatre. John, it must have been so exciting when JLB the musical came out onto the West End. Yes. Did you have a particular part of it that you enjoyed? Well, I would say, firstly, mm. I see the stage, yeah. the stage as like a giant TV. Right. And I feel like someone stole that from me. Right, yeah. Because it's a square, like, now widescreen televisions, stages are widescreen. That's and true. so I am angry. So I do have to tamp down right. my, my fury, essentially, yes. at theatre stealing my format. Mm, mm. But over and above that, you know, I, I really enjoyed the show. It was all about me and my inventions. And I, I've had many inventions. Yes, as we've heard, many, many inventions. Some of them quite good. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think my favourite was that uh, Fast Patter song where people just threw out loads and loads of inventions. <laughs> all my inventions just threw them out. Like, yes, I like that one as well. And it just got mm. faster and faster. And I just got to a point where I was like... How are they going this fast? Mm. <laughs> impressive, very impressive. I think we can see a little clip of that right now. Excellent! He started with lollipops and things that dropped and everything from the ceiling to the floor. Mail clippers, cheese, grater, everything and more. Hiding razors all over myself because that's really fun. Putting some socks on some dog's ears to make sure they don't get very cold. He's got a melon for a head and a goose in his bed and he doesn't know what to do. Man who likes to fight keeps him up at night and he can't turn diamonds into graphite or the other way around. Who knows he's crazy? 
gloves for ears and a bun that makes you fly. <laughs> Hats for snakes, dogs and cats, and a cheese pie. All these things are inventions and you can invent too. Just take your brain out and in again and you can do it too. Inventions there, but not, I mean a fraction of my actual inventions. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yes, yes. You, you've, uh, you've really, really cornered the market in inventions. Yes, I think I have. Yeah. Um, were there, were there other points in the? Was there perhaps a more poignant moment in the, in the musical that really hit you right in the heart, right in the melon? Yes, absolutely. Um, I really liked, as you know, the the the, the whole show uh, has some theatrical conventions, some mm. interesting things in it. Mm. And uh, Mr. Melonhead is the narrator of the musical. <laughs> so it posits the idea, what if Mr. Melonhead had come to life, walked out of that picnic basket right at the beginning mm. and narrates my life? And then there's that moment in the middle of the song, mm. uh, show where the narrator gets his own song. This is a song for me and you You thought I was water or honeydew You saw the pips in me and I saw pips in you I got a melon for a head, it's true You've got a melon inside We've all got a melon inside. You've I've got a melon inside. We've all got a melon inside. There are many parts of the melon. The skin, the fleshy part inside. So much like a human that sometimes it's hard to tell. <laughs> am I fruit or am I a man? I'm something in between. I'm a melon. I'm green. You've seen the best of me. And I invented John and he invented me. in the honeydew. Because we do all have a melon inside, particularly if we've eaten a melon recently. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel that right there. 
Um, but, 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 you know, it's not all uh, poignant like that. There are some other moments in the musical. Do you, do you have a particular favourite, the ending maybe? Or Yes, I, I, I mean, I'm a bit of a musical nut. And the, the songs that I always like the most mm. is where all the different characters, they're all on stage, but they're all singing to themselves. They're like, they're singing to themselves, but mm. they all weave together into one song. Mm. Uh, Sounds complicated. Like One Day More <laughs> in Les Miserables. Yes. And I love the bit in my musical where each of my most famous inventions have been personified and they're all singing about their lives, but yet the melodies weave together. <laughs> they're all singing their own thing, Hannah. But then on top of that, it forms this beautiful song all together. I cannot wait to hear it. <laughs> Me neither! I'm a stolen lollipop and I wanna go home. I'm a stolen lollipop and I wanna go home. See me, I'm a TV. See me, I'm a TV. I'm a pneumatic shoes, my pneumatic shoes, my pneumatic shoes hurt me. My pneumatic shoes, my pneumatic shoes, my pneumatic shoes hurt me. on the screen. Now he owns me. Entertaining nation. Why not watch Sesame Street? <laughs> Ride it with a diamond man. Did I mention I'm a TV? Ride cheers with a diamond pen. Oh, I'm a TV. Draw Elmo with a diamond pen. My diamond pen. The golden age of TV. I love that they get a big flag and, and just wave yeah, it around. Yeah, and it's got your face on it. It makes no narrative sense, but I love it. And that is musical theatre. And my life. <laughs> so, John, that was the incredible cast of JLB the Musical, and this has been the life of John Logie Baird, as brought to life by Chris Mead, Katie Shute, Jay Drock, and Sam Marshall. I'm Hannah Platts, and this has been Dead British. Dead British, the improvised history show on Union Jack Radio.